0: Today, we're doing uh, things a little bit differently today. I am collaborating with another podcaster. And mm. today's kind of like, a—it's. Uh, I guess we're going to call it an emergency episode, because I was going to post an interview on Tuesday, but I was like, this is way more important and needs to be talked about. But um, I'm going to let my collaborator introduce himself.
1: Hey, thanks. Um, my name is Thomas Costello. I am one half of the podcast Brian Me uh, we're, we're just a show. We talk about soccer and other podcasty things, but mainly we're a soccer show that covers, Um, we cover like some MLS for our hometown Columbus crew, but then we also talk a lot about the NWSL and we really care about um, supporting the players and supporting the league. And yeah, I also write on the side. Um, I write for a site called Beyond Women's Sports. I write some articles there about, gosh, uh, definitely soccer and then even some basketball. And I started writing about rugby because there's just, I get interested about things and I, and I jump into it. So no, I'm I'm excited to work, to talk through everything that happened. Oh, that was Thursday. Yeah. Everything that happened Thursday, it feels like it was two weeks ago. It was three days ago. Uh, Everything that dropped on Thursday from the athletic story and kind of break down what we think about it and where, where it started and where we're at now and how I even was supposed to drive three and a half hours to a game on Friday and it got canceled. So it's all good. I'm not saying that as a negative Nancy, definitely a, a positive Polly, on that one. And I'm, I'm happy that the players took a stand like they did. I
0: was, uh, I, I really wanted to go to that game um, for the, the Red Stars game. My hometown team is the Red Stars. I'm from Chicago. If people nice. don't like know that, I, I talk about it a lot on here. So hopefully you guys remember. Like Chicago sports, except the Cubs, is my thing. Oh my god, so I'm much. not a Cubs fan. I uh,
1: I am a Cleveland fan through and through, and I became a Red Stars fan because there's no NWSL teams in Ohio, unfortunately. Um, at least for now. Who knows what happens in the future? But yeah, the Chicago Red Stars are the first time I ever veered into the greater Chicagoland area. And I also cannot stand the Cubs. So I think this is the the start of a beautiful collaboration. I'm I'm all on board for all the Cubs hate you have. Um, And also I've never, the White Sox are supposed to be a rival, but I love that logo and the hats and the, like the black and white. I'm just like, you got it on right now. I,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's second place to, to Cleveland, but no, anyway, I'm a Red Stars fan also. No, we we're supposed to go down to Louisville to watch uh, the racing Louisville against Gotham because of how Robbie Rogers, who mm-hmm. is all in the Gotham world, he is drinking the Gotham Kool-Aid. He was driving down from uh, New England and he was going to be at the match. And I was going to meet him. And we've done stuff on Bright Me a few times. Every time Gotham and Chicago plays, he comes onto the show. So we were planning on going down. And then literally about an hour before I left, before I was planning on leaving, uh, they canceled the game. So I did not drive south. But yeah, it was... Um, unfortunate but then like i said before uh, bittersweet it was uh, bitter that i couldn't go but sweet that the players were able to take the stand that they did
0: so let's take a dive in now to, mm-hmm. to talk about that article i so the day the article came out i did not read it i did not have have time in my day to read it i i took a sick day from school i skipped school <laughs> Um, and I was just like cranking out on homework and all that. And so the next day I got to school and I was eating lunch. I was like, you know what? I should read this article. I've seen like little snippets on Twitter. And I was like, okay, let's let's take a dive into this article. And I I was speechless. I was upset. I I I'm speechless right now trying to talk about like there's no words. I I want to get your reaction and Mm -hmm. um let's just talk about that for a little bit
1: yeah i um for writing about sports and everything i'm i'm historically bad at reading articles uh, from other like sports writers and stuff and i do read my fair share but this was one where when i first saw it i saw the tagline and it doesn't mention who the coach is who eventually you see it's paul Riley, but i saw it was something about i saw portland in the introductory, introductory paragraph. So I thought, Oh, is, you know, something else with Mark Parsons, is he not what's going on? Cause I thought, how would this impact, you know, him going overseas and uh, uh, coaching the Netherlands side. And I started reading it and this was Thursday morning, like before, like I felt like it came out and then I read it a few minutes later. Cause I have a subscription. I got like a notification. I saw somebody else tweet about it pretty early on and I got into it and I just like, I couldn't stop reading it and it was all for bad reasons why I couldn't stop reading. Cause I was like, this is insane. This is crazy. Especially somebody like O'Reilly, who now we see has been pretty much protected. Um, and he's just been this figure in the league for so long because his teams have been so successful, but then seeing everything behind the scenes and how awful everything is like, I thought it was going to be a really big deal. And then it was even bigger than I imagined it would be in terms of the response. And it got like to a level that was just in my mind, hindsight, it's, it's warranted. It's not like they, Oh, no, there was no overreaction when it came to this article, but even my own brain reading it and how awful it was, I couldn't fathom where it was going to go and how it got to within 24 hours of the post being, before with the article being submitted and out there they're canceling all their matches and then you see spoiler alert the commissioner gets fired or as the league says she resigns
0: yeah which i'm very confused about
1: conflicting you have yeah. to also think pr everyone's gonna spin it their own way but um yeah it it was insane it was one of those things where i went to my wife and i was like the story is crazy. And I'm walking her through like everything that happened in it. And it was something that's like stretched beyond just the bubble of the NWSL world online.
0: Um, so I want to like backtrack a little bit because the yeah. NWSL PA has been like doing some stuff too recently. And I feel like that also ties in together with this. Mm-hmm. Um, with the No Side Hustles campaign, which I recently bought a t-shirt to support them because the shirts nice. are also like really cool. And I bought like a bunch of other stuff. I posted about it on Twitter, mm-hmm. but um, they're a very big part of this. And like, I saw one tweet, I forgot. I think it was one of the people that do uh, a podcast for the red stars mm-hmm. or something like that. But unions are super important. Like I know this, my, my uncle's in a union. He's a painter. Um, he works oh, okay. downtown um, so I've like known a little bit about that and everything like that um, but unions are really really important they're trying to get a CBA I don't know how that, that's gonna go there's no free agency it the league is pretty wild in itself mm-hmm. and this is like a snowball effect kind of where it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and everyone's watching like what in the world is going on
1: yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Claire Watkins yeah. from Southside trap who I actually met. I covered one red stars match this year. Actually oddly enough was when they played Louisville and they got uh, beat pretty bad, but I, yeah, the union part I have, my family is all from the Cleveland area and their union, a lot of union ties on both sides of my family, whether it's the independent unions, like, you know, your plumbers or even just building cars. So I, if you've ever listened to Brian and me, if you happen to be hopping over from, you know, listen to our show and us talking about it, we're very supportive of something like this, where no side hustles, seeing how much they get paid. And then the argument is, well, they also get their room and board taken care of. And the reason they have to is because they get paid so little. And the fact that they are working these side jobs and the CBA, I think, I think it's going to happen. I think with all the money coming in, if other people are investing the way they are and you see that with angel city fc with the courage and you know the spirit who got a lot of investment chicago got a lot of investment all of these teams are adding new investors i think there's a a lot of money coming in that you're never going to hear from the league and maybe this is my tinfoil hat um anti (laughs) anti the man sentiment but the NWSL is making plenty of money if they're able to bring in all these people. If people are willing to give their money to the league, the league's making money. So I think this is why the players are like, Okay, we're at a place where the league is secure. You need to start paying us. And so that was one level of everything. And then this kind of just uh it kind of blew all that up. And we've already seen like there was so much that was happening. There's so much yeah, that was happening a lot. around this There's time. A lot. There's a lot going on. Um, but yeah, this, I think this was the tipping point. This was definitely the tipping point where the players are like, that's it. Like <laughs> this is it. They're standing up for it. And I fully support them. Yeah.
0: I want to talk about um, player responses. And I feel like one of the most important um, player responses is Alex Morgan's, which mm. As someone that is, I guess, new to this, um, new to this league, I, I started following in 2019. I I feel like when it comes to U.S. Women's National Team stars, uh, maybe for like, except Megan Rupino, I feel like Alex Morgan isn't one of those people to like speak out about a lot of things. I feel like she's more like more of like a reserved person. So when I saw her mm-hmm. tweet with the with the receipts, basically, I was yeah. kind of surprised. I don't know if that's like an unpopular like take or whatever but I was a little shocked um I'm glad that she did that because now it that was really important basically is what I'm trying to say
1: no I I completely agree with you and Alex Morgan that would be something up until last year late last year coming into early this year I would probably agree with you because Alex Morgan has always been the most marketed player on the U S women's national team. She's always, she's on every poster. She's on every social media graphic. I went to the match in Cleveland during against Paraguay during their friendly series last few weeks, when she came on the field, I felt like my eardrums were going to burst because of all of the kids in the stands and everybody in the States screaming their brains out for Alex Morgan. So she is like the marketing face of u.s women's soccer i did not know that about her either and i think she kind of gets she's gotten a bad rap because even in her nwsl career it's been injuries this or that where she hasn't really performed well in the league and I'm, I'm newer to the league but just talking to like within the last year and a half but just talking to longtime supporters of the league She never kind of lived up to all that hype that you see in the women's national team. And she's earned it on the women's national team level. She stood out and she scores goals. And it's not just a marketing thing with her, but it just happens too. She's used for all the marketing. It was late last year whenever she joined up with Tottenham, where she went uh, after having her child. She wasn't playing with Orlando. She needed time to train. She wanted to get back up. I felt like she was trying to get back ready for the Olympics. She went to the English uh, Women's Super League and played with Tottenham. They were oftentimes over in England. If you don't, if listeners don't follow, you know, English soccer, uh, the women's sides are kind of an afterthought. I mean, Liverpool just rolled out a brand new training facility, and the women practice at like a park. And, and they play at a stadium that's not even in Liverpool. And they play outside of, the, uh, outside of the city. Morgan, whenever she got to training, Jose Mourinho and the men's team at the time, he was the manager of Tottenham at the time, they didn't want the women training at their facility. And Alex Morgan went to the leaders of Tottenham because they didn't want the women's training there. And she said, if the women's team doesn't train at this facility, I'm walking. And she was like, "If you don't, if you, if you don't let us train here either, I think it was she was walking, or she's just gonna let everybody know. Yeah, they don't want the women to train here." And she went like on her own. She didn't have any like. I think at the time she might have had a couple teammates from Orlando. I think Alana Kennedy was at Tottenham with her at the time, and uh, zadorski was also over there. Um, but she kind of stuck her neck out and said, "I'm the new f- person here, but also I'm." I'm Alex Morgan, and you need to listen up to what's going on. And then in this article, you talk about the receipts on here. I thought she dragged Baird. She's like, oh, you're shocked at what happened? Here's what happened. Here's the email receipts. And I was like, dang, that is... Insane, but then to hear that she was the reason they have an anti-harassment policy, or she was one of the players who was like, "No, the NWSL players need an anti-harassment policy. They need something protecting them." I think it's kind of taken her away from, "Oh, she's just the media person that people like." And this year, I mean, in in Orlando, she's had a great season. I mean, she's played probably her best NWSL year in her career. But then adding this now to the background, it just kind of adds a a level to her gosh uh, it doesn't quite put her at megan rapino levels of outspokenness but it definitely puts her in the conversation of oh she's not just here to smile for pictures
0: i did not i did not know that story about uh tanham yeah, I, yeah. I had no clue um i just the fact that that she was one of the reasons that there there's an anti-harassment policy like changes my whole um you know like what i think of alex morgan because i know she's the she's the big superstar the one that was sipping tea yeah. uh, you know in the <laughs> world cup and now she's this like she was an advocate this whole time like yeah. we totally misjudged her um i have a totally new perspective of her and i really appreciate what she's done number one for her teammates um and number two the league and
1: when i saw her name in the article i was legit like is that alex morgan yeah i was confused too i was like i went back and i I reread a paragraph i was like wait is that that's that alex morgan right and it kind of just like blew my mind yeah
0: yeah i was very confused i'm like what is she doing in this article like (laughs) (laughs) what it what is this but no like i appreciate alex morgan on a whole new level now um and and a lot of the other um players that were talking about this too and with people talking turns to coverage Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: coverage on the national level unfortunately i feel like i should be saying because when shit happens ABC, CBS, ESPN, Mm -hmm. they're all going to talk about it. But when someone wins the championship, you hear crickets.
1: Yeah, that's the sad. um, You have, if you're not in like the NFL or the NBA, you're not going to get into ESPN. You're not going to get into regular coverage of ESPN. It's, it sucks. Um, But also, I think it gives the players a really, good platform and even with these collective bargaining negotiations you mentioned a few minutes ago about how kind of hesitant on if it's going to work I, I i think it's going to work and i think having something like this showing the power they have i mean the commissioner's gone because of things that she did uh which we'll probably get to that in a, uh i'm sure in time but yeah they, i think they have all sorts of momentum and no press is bad press i think if you see people standing up like i I wrote an article about the cancellation of the uh, games, and somebody commented on it. Uh, I posted the article to Instagram, and somebody commented something along the lines of, "Oh, this is a shame. I wish they would, you know, stand up and and play because little girls are out there watching them and dreaming them. They should they should play through it and show the owners that blah blah blah." And I was I replied to them like, "No, this is standing up. <laughs> this is." something that hey look at them standing up for what they believe in and I think anybody girl little girls little boys little anybody seeing that oh wait they're being treated poorly and they're sticking up for themselves that's something that is admirable about this so all the media coverage I think as long as um, it's painting the picture correctly it's a it's a good painting you want to you want to look back on I
0: I Like, I kind of thought about that too a little bit Were you're talking about with with the the person that commented on your uh, story. You do want to see them playing, but also at the same time, like the best way to support them is to to show up like how people did, um, I believe last night where people were in Portland and Chicago, kind of like protesting a little bit, even today at the Timbers game. Mm-hmm. Um today is October 3rd by the way this is going up on Tuesday so I don't want to like mess up <laughs> right. people with the dates but like people are showing up. Yeah. And just because the players aren't playing doesn't mean that like us fans don't show up like the best way to show up is going to these protests or going to other games and bringing mm-hmm. a sign or tweeting about it buying a shirt from the NWSLPA. Mm-hmm. Um Writing to teams, um, emailing them, but people shouldn't be adding, um, like, especially on Twitter, adding like the teams or the NWSL because the people behind those accounts are not a part of that big, like, bubble in the NWSL. They're just social media people. And I know one of the, um, I know the guy behind the Red Stars account. I'm really feeling for the NWSL guy, whoever that is. Mm -hmm um because i see a lot of tweets with like the at symbol like at nwsl or at whatever and it's like no don't do that
1: <laughs> i have to i have to confess i probably have tweeted a couple from the bryant me account i totally get that <laughs> i i get that point too no that, that makes total sense and i i will think twice before i take i have any, also like sometimes yeah me too. It, it yeah it it seeing the response has been really awesome you mentioned the portland uh, match well first they were like you mentioned they were protesting the night before and then today at the match which the portland they were really open they were like okay every we are not going to confiscate any signs for this match except- he told them anything oh what was the except i didn't see that I you just didn't see the they- except
0: oh no. now i gotta find it i should have sent it <sighs> to you Oh, um, uh, that's
1: okay. But they
0: I'll find it, don't worry.
1: I thought I read that the, they said that you could bring in any signs. I guess unless they like maybe it was I'll if it was it. against Merritt Paulson. Maybe oh yes, was it, it was. It's it was. uh
0: it was like a GW oh uh GW and MP covered for an abuser. Uh the the at for this person is woman sports fan, and they said at PDX. Riveters FG security took my sign because it is perceived as accusatory and inflammatory according to code of conduct because it names UW and MP. will adjust for next game. UW. Um, the,
1: there were other signs in the stands. Yeah. Of, but I'll, I'll send Of it to that person. Yeah. Game. Of their general yeah. manager. Yeah. Their general manager's name was on other signs too, but I digress. Um, still seeing it at an MLS match. I think I saw some in um, Orlando for the Orlando. Um, Cities match I saw one in Kansas City for the sporting Kansas City match in the Major League Soccer side so yeah I I like seeing that supporters are are showing out Uh, Robbie who I was supposed to meet in Louisville the Lavender Legion they made signs and they stood outside the stadium and they had a pretty big group of fans too Um, so seeing that pressure yeah like you said that's it's awesome to see that people aren't relenting and it's getting just beyond adding a team on twitter it's easy to type that stuff but actually going out and doing something is uh it's admirable
0: i wish i could have gone out yesterday um for to support uh support the red stars but i have to work (laughs) i have my job
1: have lives people have lives it's okay people have things they but like this is the best way
0: i feel like for me to do it i think they were going to a bar anyway and i'm 19 so i don't think that really works out for me or they were they were going on a bus or whatever was like City's too far away oh, i have yeah. a job i have a podcast though i have some it, following kind of
1: <laughs> you, de- you you we were talking about it before billy jean king follows you so you have like i a, guess yeah well, a name, like a Mount rushmore around Mount yeah. rushmore soccer and women's <laughs> rights uh in sports name up there uh, yeah yeah it um seeing their response seeing the players too like you mentioned alex morgan which she. i think she was a big part in the momentum moving on it but megan Rapino chimed in with uh, her really poignant kind of you were not protecting the right people comment becky Sauerbrun had 280 characters weren't enough she's like hey here's everything i want to write which the, with the biggest line is you know get your shit together is which is what her line was in the yeah. in the store so there were um everything i saw was pretty much in line. Everything I saw was pretty much in line with that. Was It was a pretty much as much of a unified front that I've probably seen in some sort of sports initiative online, if you just want to call it an initiative, but it's some sort of momentum. It was all seemingly positive. I saw a couple wackos out there. Uh, one person saying it was the women's national team's fault that the players were abused because they are paid outside of the NWSL. And it was really such a reach. It was really such a, like somebody has every once in a while, people will come out, not every once in a while, all the time, people will attach their own, their own stuff to what they're talking about. They'll attach their own inside anger to of things um, to a situation like this. And it's just probably somebody who has a thing against the US Women's National Team. But yeah, we already talked about it. They were instrumental in getting this harassment policy put together, and yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know. I'm excited for what's to come. Well, until uh, tonight's uh, response from the league, because we're recording this like two hours after the league made a response. But before that, what else did you want to talk about with the uh, the actual article?
0: Uh, before that, I I want to actually talk about uh, Nadia Nadim's. Twitter thread.
1: Mm.
0: <laughs> so, I'm going to read the the first two. I just pulled it up on here. It says NWSL is such a joke. League wants to see themselves as the best in the world, but this shit that keeps coming, we won't be more than just a massive joke for the rest of the world. The the rest of the world is laughing. We're nothing but a joke. The players deserve more, making their own bogus investigation, keeping it confidential and then keep having the back of people that's doing wrong have to stop. Um, yeah. That's just was, the first part of many, went, many it went, tweets. It, it, it went
1: into her signature being forged with, which later on she, she did all these like seven or eight tweets and then she decided, okay, I'm going to write out everything in a note. I'm going to screenshot a note and she had to add more. Cause again, 280 characters weren't enough. She's like, I have more to say. And she was just, that was, um, I thought that was going to be like the start of a ton of other players doing similar things. I thought this was going to kind of bring things out of the woodwork. Um, What did you think about what she was saying?
0: The fact that she just kept adding more and more, I thought she was done. And then she just like, there was a, I saw the first couple and I was like, okay. And then I'd come back to Twitter and be like, oh wait, there's more. There'd be like four more tweets and be like, oh, there's another I feel like maybe she should, she should um, just like have like a word document or Google <laughs> doc and just insert the link there for everyone to see. No, I'm kidding. But um, <laughs> um, I thought that, well, especially for her being an international player and um, I like how people are having different perspectives. Like there's a per- perspective of someone that's playing in the NWSL that is not a, that is not a US women's national team player. Um, someone that's coming from overseas and then someone that is a U.S. women's national team player. So there's very, there's like a whole lot of perspectives that you can have. I thought this was a very interesting take. She talked about her surgery, how she decided to not have it in the U S because of all these different things with the league. Um, I like this thread. I think it's a good thread.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I, I really liked everyone else's responses. Like Nikki Stanton who plays for the red stars. I liked her response. Um, And I like how some players, they didn't just stop with like one tweet. Mm -hmm. They tweeted the next day or maybe there was something like a few days later where they're like, we still need to talk about this. And my favorite thing about like all this um, NWSL madness Mm -hmm. that that is happening right now is that we still don't know what happened with Gotham's former GM so that it all goes back to that. Like, we're all, like, trying to focus on this. But we got to sit back and think, wait, there's so much more to this. And mm-hmm. it all comes back to one thing, which is the anti-harassment policy that does not protect the players. There's It's not even listed anywhere that it protects players or um, mm. anyone like that. So it's just, like, it's so effed up. <laughs> it's, I, I, yeah. compl-
1: I completely agree. The Nadia Nadine part was, yeah, like you said, it was – it was huge. I mean, she, even calling out Christy Holly, um, like she did, with a kind of like uh, some her supportive coach, uh, at least now, or she had some sort of like in parentheses. Whenever she said she was, as as much as she was railing against the league, she was saying Louisville's really been really supportive leadership, even the coach for now or something like that, because she was alluding to Holly being part of this. Visa. The, this is history with Christy Holly, but he had prior issues with like forged visas and stuff like that to get players to play, um, which is maybe one of many reasons why he got fired from Racing Louisville. Um, I and we I've talked about this on Brian Me a little bit. I think that the firing of even Elisa Lehew. Again, we're not, we don't know for sure what happened. Um, I mean, I've heard things, but I don't know anything that's for certain. Um, Her being fired, Richie Burke being fired, Chrissy Holly being fired. Um, And now at this point, Paul Riley being fired. The last one was not because of the anti-harassment policy. That was because of Meg Linehan's reporting. But the ones prior to getting rid of either Holly or Burke or LeHue, whatever may have happened there, Um, it all stemmed from, okay, we finally do have some sort of policy in place. We do have something where these people will now be held accountable and there, but there's so many different onion layers to all of them, especially Burke. Burke was really bad. And now we're seeing Ol rain and they're having a, they're starting to have a really bad time because right after the Nadia Nadim thing, Washington post, uh, releases an article that's talking about, oh yeah, Fareed Ben Sidi, whenever he resigned from his job, it was actually because there was an active investigation from him and they let him resign. Oh yeah. And also, we knew this prior to him coming into the league, that he had other allegations against him before coming into the NWSL. And they still hired him. They still allowed him into the league. And I'm ruining a perfect segue into what they talked about tonight and what they released tonight on October 3rd. But before I do um, a lot of players that came out and spoke like your Morgans or your Rapinos or your Nadia Nadims or your Becky Sauerbruns, these players that they don't owe the NWSL anything. They don't really like they're there. Like Nadia Nadims and international, like you said, she played for PSG. She's played internationally. She's not relying, I think on the NWSL for her being able to play. There's so many players out there that are near the minimum of the league <laughs> getting paid, what, 24,000 league minimum or something like that. There are a lot of players who don't make a lot of money who are not on a national team that probably didn't say something for many reasons. One, they don't want to lose their job because the league is not is not fixed. It's not like this article came out and now everything's great and everybody's happy. We're going to fix everything. Um, and then also maybe there are players out there who are like, Maybe if things change, I can start, I can report something or I can say something, or maybe this motivates other players to say stuff. Um, I, I don't know, but hopefully with the things the NWSLPA has put out there, I mean, they went out there themselves on Thursday and said, hey, now you can report things. Here's a company that we've working with. You can anonymously report harassment to this company, um, which the NWSL joined in after that. But even that was... Everything they've seemed to have done <laughs> this year as they an were working with of, Safe Sport. Yeah, which yeah, I've heard is I've bad. heard, yeah, not great things about. Um, this is similar to the Rise initiative where mm-hmm. you bring in a company for social justice, but the owner of the company, the founder, is not about social justice whatsoever. He just has to bankroll it. Um everything the NWSL has been doing is at first on paper, it looks really good and the PR media release looks really good. But then, do you wanna talk about what they did or what, what's happening now?
0: So I, I pulled up the tweet. Um, I pulled up Meg's tweet from, what was it? It was posted at 4.33 Fun, a uh, new executive committee, which apparently is not great as I was scrolling through while you were talking. <laughs> Um. So, first of all, let's talk about Amanda Duffy, and then I'll go into the. I need to read a little bit more on this other person, but um. So I just opened the article. Uh, so U.S. Soccer hires Sally Yates for NWSL probe. League names executive committee, and um, Yates is best known for her tenure as Deputy Attorney General for the United States under President Barack Obama, and then had a short stint under the annoying orange as i'll uh call call him um so she has full reign over the whole thing but i don't think that's the problem here i think the big problem here is who's in the brand new committee so in the committee we have orlando pride executive vice president amanda duffy who is the former president of the nwsl we have kansas city co-owner angie long and OL reigns um and WSL board representative Sophie. Um, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. So I'm I think just Segui,
1: not Segui, it's, it's it's French.
0: It's French.
1: <laughs> it's French.
0: Um, and then they're keeping their law firm Covington in Burling to oversee a number of um sorry. I lost my train of thought see no, no. a number of investigations to be led by Amanda Kramer, former assistant U- United States attorney in the U S attorney's office for the Southern district of New York. Um, I'm going to dive into Kramer a little bit more. Cause I just saw another article about her, but um, let's talk about the new committee.
1: <laughs> yeah. The new committee, uh, Amanda Duffy, you you had shared a tweet with me offline where it was um, Amanda Duffy was running the league when Christy Holly got hired, when Richie Burke got hired, when all of these now you know not very good folks were hired into the league. You um, can even, even yeah, whenever she was in the league too. I think well she joined in 2017, so that was before. That was Paul Riley was hired before that, but there are people that she was overseeing and allowing to get into positions. Now, you could take it either way you could say that she was complicit in it, or you can say, uh, reading into just how the commissionership went their prior commissioner, um, Jeff, I forget his last name, it's gonna, it's, it's not in my head right now, so I'm not gonna oh, try to find I, it. He oh, resigned. And the way that they wrote it out for Amanda Duffy, and this is not a recent article, but I look back for years ago, whenever she became commissioner, she was going to run the um, kind of day-to-day things that commissioners need to sign off on. I don't know if she had full commissionership. I don't know if she had full um, power there, but she was the de facto commissioner right until Lisa Baird came in. Um, yes, yeah, she... So once 2020 hit and they announced Lisa Bear, they brought her in as a commissioner, she went for it. Duffy wanted to become the next commissioner. She was She's worked for Louisville City for a long time. She helped them become pretty popular in the USL world and make them kind of a staple in that league. And they grew really quick, and that's all good because ultimately these teams want to make money. That's what the, that's what the goal for a lot of teams is. But whenever it came down to it in 2020, after she'd been in the league for three years, there weren't enough people supporting her to become the commissioner. And so at that point, she left and went to the Orlando Pride, where she's been an executive since then. Um, so, with her, there are a lot of question marks around it. Angie Long, Kansas City and WSL, I don't have any issues with her looking into her history and the way that all those people have worked in Kansas City and WSL. I think she brings a lot of experience for the league. And it seems like somebody who cares about the league a lot. And maybe that was something they were going for someone who cares about the league, but the Sophie Savage, Sauvage, Sauvage. I'm going to say Sophie, Sauvage, um, <laughs> Sophie, Sauvage with little rain. This one bugs me the most. I would say this one bugs me the most just because we talk, I talked about a minute ago with free Ben Steady. He's had past allegations before. Why were you on the board representing all rain? Why were you, if you had a say in it, why were you approving him to get hired into the NWSL when you knew that he had these issues before, why are you giving him another chance in a league across the world? Cause I think she actually lives in France. I think she might be French or live in France. Um, at least her LinkedIn says she's in Lyon. Maybe that's changed. I didn't look up her, you know, I didn't do a background check, but I, And then letting him resign. And I'm sure there are other people. I'm not saying she's the only person who has all the pull and she's saying everything that goes in that team, but hiring somebody who has past history and then they resign in July. And then we find out in October that, Oh, he was actually under harassment uh, investigation again. Like why? And then also all of these three are, are, are middle-aged white women. So in a league that lacks diversity and it's been talked about so much, why are you like, you're not listening. And also last thing I'll say, <laughs> I know said a lot about it. Last thing I'll say is too, why are you bringing people in that are already in the league? Why are you already bringing league people to do this? Why can't, because the idea is what they want to do systemic transformation which sounds like a really good buzzword. Sounds like a really good phrase for a business to talk about. But why are you bringing in people from the league to transform the league? It's okay to have some people consult on it because the league is going to have governance. All the teams except for Washington still have a say in what goes. But you need to bring more people from outside of the league into this conversation because the people in the league, they're complicit in one way or another. There are different levels, but they're all complicit.
0: Yeah, the fact that I don't like that there's people that work in the league because everything, the way I see it, is that the problem is the league and the people that are in charge of the league. So how are you gonna fix it? Well, we're gonna do an investigation on ourselves. It's like the whole thing where we're gonna investigate ourselves and see if we did anything wrong, type thing. That's that's what it makes me think of. <sighs> yeah. Um, but I so I'm looking at this the tweet of um the article from the Athletic, and I scrolled a little bit. And someone quote retweeted, uh, replied, uh, quote retweeted a New York Daily News article. And it says on February 29th, 2016, the office's top human trafficking prosecutor, Amanda Kramer, met with defense attorneys representing victims of Epstein. Mm. The attorneys urged Kramer to open an investigation on the deal, but uh, Kramer had many questions. She ended up not opening up an investigation. So the fact that they brought her in too is not, it's not helping. It's all white women, like, make it make sense, honestly. And, like, this yeah. frustrates me so much. Um, if you want to fix the league, you bring people outside the league. You don't, you don't take people from the inside and, and try to make it better. Like, they're all essentially part of the problem.
1: I no, I completely agree, and bringing Kramer, I I know the the devil's advocate part is going to be well, maybe she didn't have enough proof, or maybe this, or maybe that. And right now, with how the league is perception, they having a perception issue, having a big problem with how people are seeing it. You need to be looking at things a little closer, even if you want to pick an attorney. You know, I'm sure every attorney has some cases that. Their name is going to be attached to you that aren't great. But you need to be looking into that stuff before the people find it themselves. And then they have to, you know, oh, I have to leave the investigation because I'm getting too much bad publicity or we're getting too much of a bad rap for it. They need to consider the people, the supporters, their business, like their, their consumers, I should say. I thought about it and I'm not in any position of power anywhere. No one's going to listen to me whenever I tell them what to do. But I think you need to bring in a commissioner. You brought in Lisa Baird because she had, I think it was NFL experience, and she had experience with big money leagues, and at least financially under her, the league has done financially well, which we'll never hear because we're in collective bargaining. But I, they need to bring in a commissioner or they need to bring in zero tolerance. They need to bring in anything that bad anything bad happening now we're cutting it we're cutting it because i thought and i said this before and i went off on a tangent we kind of saw all of these changes in the league as okay the league is ridding itself of bad you know it's 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 weeding the garden (laughs) we're taking out all the bad weeds so all the plants and flowers can grow so we thought okay firing holly and Burke and Leahy. These are all good things because the league is growing, but I think it took a huge step back. This was the first time where I wasn't able to look at it with what I think is a level head. And this time I was like, no, there are big, um, there are big problems that need to be fixed.
0: I, um, I I wonder who they're going to bring in because I want to use the WNBA as an example. So they brought in Kathy Engelbert after, you know, they had a whole thing with their commissioners going through Mm -hmm. commissioners like a lot. I'm a huge fan of Kathy Engelbert. Mm -hmm. I think she's done a lot for the W. Yeah. She worked at Deloitte previously. And, um, I don't know, I don't know too much about her, but she's done like a good amount. Um, do you have like any picks for a new commissioner? I've seen some stuff about um, Gotham's GM possibly coming in, which I think is a great idea. Like If she were to be commissioner of then WSL, I'd be a huge fan of that, but um, I want to know your take.
1: I don't feel like I'm educated enough on who would be the person they would choose or who would even be the avenue or in the arena where they would choose. I know the commissioner... If you look at other sports leagues and NWSL should not be doing stuff like other sports leagues. I think we're seeing that now that there was a lot of harassment that was allowed. And it was evident that they weren't doing their, you know, crossing their T's and dotting their eyes, but you're still going to want to bring in a commissioner who can steer this company because it is a company steering them financially, so the league can grow. Because that's how the league stays afloat. It's not; it doesn't have reservoirs of billions of dollars like the NFL or somewhere else. You know, they need to also grow financially. Um, so I feel like I would not be. It's everyone's going to rally around somebody. Here's my prediction of what will happen: Everyone's going to rally around a couple people. All the NWSL supporters are going to rally around a couple folks that we all talk about on Twitter where we're going to share things and we're going to be like, oh, my gosh, this is the person we want. And then somebody that nobody has heard of. Nobody anywhere is going to be the person they bring in as commissioner. But as long as they can keep the league growth going and helping the league get sustainable so you can pay the players better, so you can bring in more teams, so you can become really raise the, the notoriety, Of soccer or women's soccer specifically and then also somebody who is like i'm also not taking anybody's crap whenever it comes to allegations whenever it comes to that those are two boxes i think you need to check right away and anything else nice is a bonus there but i don't have any names that i can think of but somebody who fits that bill i think would be really good uh, for the league right now
0: it seems like sh- such a um NWL thing to bring like some rando and that we've never heard of honestly. That's true.
1: That's true. <laughs> but even in the WNBA like bringing in somebody from Deloitte uh, unless you're a business person <laughs> unless you've worked in the NBA or WNBA, you're probably not going to know who that person is either. I feel like these commissioners always come out of the woodwork and they're former, you know, like lawyers or their former stock executives or something like that, um, because ultimately, and this is my negative Nancy hat that I put on is it's all business and they are trying to make money. All of them are trying to make money, but you need to bring in somebody who really actually cares about the players, too. So it's going to be hard to find somebody who checks off both. I have one thing I want to ask you, though, because you may bring up the WNBA and this is something that I've seen a lot today, especially. I think since this came out over the last couple of hours, I've seen a lot of people with this take is that, and Meg Linehan, she said it prior to the announcement. I think she said it on CNN or some news network she was being interviewed on. But the NWSL is created in a very mensly type of way. We want to mirror what the NFL is doing. The NBA is doing, we want to mirror these American professional sports leagues. They need to mirror a different league. They need to mirror somebody like the WNBA. And I would say not the WNBA of every 25 years, because they've gone through their own, you know, mountaintops and valleys. But over the last few years, like you mentioned, they brought in a a strong commissioner. They've allowed their players to be more open and they've allowed their players to be more, um, Vocal about what they believe in and have teams. I mean, last year in the bubble, that was the whole motivation, right? Was <laughs> to to call out social justice um, issues in the world and give them a new light. I think if you follow something like that, I think if you allow your players to be themselves and if you allow that personality to shine through, you're gonna you can you can grow the league. I think if they follow, like you said, an M- WMBA model they could definitely get to the places they want to go.
0: And I think um, I've been a huge fan of Athletes Unlimited recently. I, I went since them. The softball league was uh, in my home state of Illinois, and I got to go out. I feel like they're becoming the new, like, this is what we should be doing type thing. The league was founded by four softball players, and it grew from softball to including now lacrosse and volleyball and they're adding a new sport too. like four softball players started their own, Like yes they got help from a few dudes mm-hmm. so they could start this whole thing up
1: and need some money yeah you need some investors yeah. but yeah
0: they they did this basically their own little idea and it turned into this big thing where they play for foundations um and they have their own little point systems and they they constantly are like promoting the the cause that they're playing for and they're also like they're saying like black lives matter like love is love like all those different things um i feel like they're the best example even though they're so new and i feel like that's such a hot take the league is like <laughs> 2 years old but i even after talking to a few au players like they love what's happening within that league it's player run um, they have in, they're on a little advisory committee of like former athletes and mm-hmm. um, current athletes. The NWSL should do something like that where we need something where like there's a few representatives from each team and they come together each week or or each month or something and, and they try to work something out or try to, try to plan something for the league to, to I don't know. Success, obviously, is super important, Mm -hmm. but players come first, and I feel like there needs to be some sort of players-first initiative um, within the NWSL PA, working with the NWSL. But, yeah, I'm a huge fan of what AU is doing. Mm -hmm. I I will continue to say that for years to come, but um, even though they're so new, I just think they're such a great example.
1: Uh, Yeah, I like something like that. I like something where... You attach more of a cause behind it. I think you could do that in an individual. I know they draft their teams every week and it's a pool of players and all that. I think you could still do something like that on the level of certain cities have a team. And the the rosters can be a certain way and the teams can be a certain way, but having that extra reason behind why you compete or even kind of combining that with like you've seen the WNBA with the Commissioner's Cup where you have a competition within the competition to where maybe you're competing for when you win, you know, money goes towards a area of your city or uh, I don't know what it could be, but something where you're combining working in the city or helping the place that you work and also weaving it into competition. I think so. I think that would be cool. I don't hate that idea. I like it.
0: I'm a big fan of AU like, I, I could talk about it for days, weeks,
1: months. I didn't, I didn't watch it. That's my fault. I'd, I'd talk with people who watch it and I would read articles from uh, someone on our site, Darius Brown. He's He does awesome stuff right about AU, and I would read stuff about it and I would get interested because they were talking about it. But I, next go around, uh, I'll have to definitely pay attention a little bit more. All their
0: games are on, on YouTube. That. You can watch should, softball yeah. game. They, for and they were a few even hours. getting them on
1: fs1 and cbs sports network and they're starting to expand you know when tv deals come into it that's when um leagues can start making some more money so i'm all i'm all for that if these leagues can grow and get stronger and hopefully the nwsl does the same thing but um i guess kind of like parting thought what would be a couple things you would do immediately for like the nwsl to kind of help them get back on the right track or do you think what they're doing now is is a good thing?
0: I think they need to get rid of like anyone that was involved with anything. You know what I mean? So like, get rid of Merit. Um, make make him sell the team. Steve needs to sell his team for crying out loud! I'm so tired of reading about Washington stuff. Like, honestly, just just sell it already. Did you see that the owner of dc united was posing with the big acela team Steve thing
1: i did and then they had to put um in parentheses baldwin because their owner was also named steve so i had to be careful and put no that was all i saw that they took the pic he took a picture next to it that was that was hilarious i i don't see as much stuff with people trying to get rid of Merritt paulson
0: i've seen a Uh, lot i feel like a lot of my tl you know Okay. I don't know about it could you. be
1: different. Yeah, it could be different. I I thought, like, okay, they did fire him, but the optics around it were not good. He they didn't condemn what he did. They didn't say the real reason why they fired him. And he seemed pretty buddy buddy. Maripolson Paulson is a guy who has a big mouth on the internet. So he was but was he's so been really, buddy. really quiet. Yeah, recently. and then he shut his mouth recently. I would the league force the team that has the most fans, the biggest audience would they force him to sell. And if Mayor Paulson was forced to sell, is he going to let the team, whoever buys the team play at Providence park? No, he's not going to do that. He's not going to do it. I, I think that's where, and I, I don't like saying it. It's not like I condone the behavior. I'm just thinking about what I know is probably going to happen. And I would love to say that Mayor Paulson is forced to sell the team, but their people have done so much worse and they haven't been well. with the C Baldwin thing. He's not being forced to sell the team. You made Utah's owner. sell. why are you slow? Why are you not doing this with, with, with the spirit? Why are you not doing this here? So I, maybe I just, I'm not in a position where I trust them to make the right decision, but in my brain, I think it's just because I was comparing people. I was comparing Paulson to, all the other people in the story, like the, the Wilkerson or with even going up to Lisa Baird or going to God, even Paul Ridley's level. I thought, well, compared to all these other people, Paulson's not too bad. But if you look at what he did individually, it's not great. <laughs> you, you didn't really condemn what happened and you didn't really let anybody know. He just, even in the article, he's like, I sent the league everything. We did an investigation. We let him go. Uh, the investigation was part of it. And the league has all the information. It was kind of a a non-answer answer, is what came from him. Um, but I, I agree with you. Getting rid of Steve is a huge thing. Um I would I think things that would help the league immediately are make it so Christy Holly, Richie Burke. Oh, I know Richie Burke has had this come down. His he's not allowed to do it. And I, I think now I don't know if the league did that so soon before the article trying to kind of soften the blow. They wanted to close one chapter. This is my conspiracy theory had again coming on, but I felt like they wanted to close a chapter before this one opened up. So it was like, okay, let's get Richie Burke in the rearview mirror. Let's clear him out. Okay. You can't work with players anymore. You're gone because they knew this article was coming. I mean, they've, they went to the league for response. Meg Linehan talked to Lisa Baird, talked to Meredith Paulson. Everybody knew this article was coming. I'm pretty sure the league got rid Rich, of Rich, Richie Burke because they knew something was happening. But I digress. You need to make it so him, Freed Ben Steady, Chrissy Holly, anybody who gets found in this anti-harassment or if you harass somebody, you're not allowed back in the league, period. You can't come back. You can't scout. You can't sell tickets. You can't be an intern on game day. You can't be anywhere up in this NWSL league. You need to be gone. I think that would be a policy that starts right away. You need to be out of here. That's finished. Um, also forcing Steve Baldwin to sell. I think that you need to do that. What are you doing? Um, at, the end of, at the beginning of next season, pending any other insanity that comes out, the 10 NWSL teams this year that go into next year, Seven of them will have a different manager than who they started 2020 with. Seven. 70% of your teams are going to have a brand new manager. I feel like this is going to be looked back as hopefully a transition year where, yeah, stuff sucked. There were some really bad things that happened, but I'm just hoping that 2022... They do a lot of work. CBA gets signed. You give the players more money. You protect them. And going into twenty twenty two, you can bring in Angel City. You can bring in San Diego, and you can finally start reaching where you're supposed to get. Because at some point, I don't know if this is if this is happening every month. It seems like every month something is happening in this league. It needs to every week, every week. I I say month, Richie Burke. I felt like it was months ago, but it was like last week we were talking about it. Um, There needs to be some stability. If this year is going to be crazy, then so be it. But next year, if you don't have some stability, if you're not only, if you're not firing managers just because their team sucks, that should be the only reason you're firing managers Mm -hmm. from here on out. So I, I would love to see some actual substance come from, what happened this weekend so far. I mean, it's like the, the Simpsons meme where Bart is holding the cake that says, at least you tried. I don't want to see him throw it into the trash can. I just want to have, at least they're trying right now. Let's make this. I, I just hope this trying is not in vain, but there's nothing to the contrary that tells me um, it doesn't have a good chance of going that direction.
0: I just refreshed my um, Twitter oh page on here. What happened? And Midge Purse <laughs> quote retweeted the the thing about um, systemic transformation and she said not nearly enough. Um <sighs> and she's also like one of those. I respect her so much. Like I could talk about Midge Purse for days as well. Like
1: she went to Harvard.
0: Yeah. complex. <laughs> she went to Harvard, like that's enough
1: for me yeah no they're not i i I think we both echoed that same sentiment um they're they're not doing nearly enough they're not doing nearly enough but um hopefully this is just one domino and the players now i hope this motivates them and motivates them to be like hey i can keep doing this i i i have the power and they don't have a league without me so hopefully that that keeps going
0: i don't see anything else on Uh, here Uh, i'm just taking by the time this post on tuesday
1: oh yeah um, there's probably so
0: much more like there'll
1: be like 20 new 20 people fired (laughs) (laughs) new people hired people it's gonna be insane and this isn't even talking about like even if you just talked about the game the players on the field there are like seven teams, eight teams that can make the playoffs right now. Yeah. Like even on the, This has been such a good competitive year on the field, even with the Olympics, even with all that stuff, it's been such an entertaining year on the field. And I just hate that. Um, I hate that it's happened to these players. That's the first thing. I'm not going to say that I hate that this happened because it disrupts that. That's not the thing at all. I, I hate that the players have to go through this. You should not be feared to to do your job. You should not have fear to play a sport that you love and you can be a professional at it. But I, it's been such a good year for the players. I think that it's only going to get better from here. Um, I can't imagine how well they'll play once they know that they're actually protected and that they can, um, play freely without fear of their coach or any leadership within their teams.
0: So, um, I guess that's that's for now. (laughs) Honestly, like if if there's more stuff, like I'll be retweeting and quote retweeting and liking, mm-hmm. so that'll pop up on people's feeds. I'm sure you you run the Twitter account, right? Or well, you and well, okay, Brian? Okay, uh, Bri-
1: Brian and me, we both have the login. You, okay. so we just we just like to put a shroud of mystery over it so it could be either one oh, so of so you're us. not
0: going to tell me i thought we were yeah, friends but, <laughs> yeah, once
1: we hit the re- once we turn off the recording now it's a 50 50 <laughs> chance of if it's bryant or if it's me but yeah if you follow us we're at bryant, B-R-Y-A-N-T. Well, i was gonna i was gonna oh,
0: ask you to we sorry. didn't get there yet.
1: <laughs> i jumped the gun no jumped I was, the gun. Uh, then i'll definitely tell you once we're off recording who tweets everything <laughs>
0: But we'll be we'll be talking about it too. Like honestly, this goes up on Tuesday. Like I'm not gonna release it right now because I gotta prepare. And-
1: you have life and stuff, other things. I have that school. Happening. Yeah, you have to you have school.
0: School is important or not? Who knows? Honestly, at this point, who knows? But it,
1: um, it, you get in, you get out of it. We put into it, and I feel like you're putting <laughs> a lot into this podcast. And you're, you seem to be doing your work diligently, so I think you'll get a lot out of it.
0: Hopefully. <laughs> well um so that's gonna be it for today now you can plug your social and your podcast and all thank
1: that you thank you i'm so sorry well first um, <laughs> we we connected through bryant and me b-r-y-a-n-t-a-n-d-m-e brian and me we're a podcast we talk about soccer and other things other podcasty things i have my own twitter account i'm at the number one thomas costello and that's just the number one you don't type out the number one it's just one thomas costello i also write for beyond women's sports they're at beyond w sports i also run um most of their tweets so i'm tweeting most everything from the beyond women's sports Twitter account. yeah that's me um so uh, yeah so we're um, really we're a group of folks who just write about what we love and um, I write about NWSL at WNBA a little bit this is my first full year into it I, I'm a, an Atlanta Dream fan and there's no drama at all in being an Atlanta Dream fan and then <laughs> um, and Can't then also you just said that I know right we can <laughs> do a whole nother episode especially stuff that just came out tonight but oh, yeah um, I uh, also write about Rugby Sevens, which there's a cool Rugby Sevens league starting this week for women, like the first US professional women's rugby league. Oh, you got to send me the
0: accounts for that so I can follow them.
1: And I have a few articles coming up. I spoke to Olympian Naya Tapper. I talked to her again about this weekend because I've done an interview with her on Brian Me, but I did a much more official. I'm going to have two or three articles coming out this week on Beyond Women's Sports leading up to this next weekend tournament. And um, or this weekend tournament, excuse me, by the time you listen to this, and uh, yeah, I also talked to a new rugby player who's a who's an assistant teacher, uh, a special education teacher assistant, and she's coming from Kansas City to try to become, you know, try to get noticed at the PR sevens and become a pro rugby player one day. So that's really kind of awesome. Um, I'm looking forward to sharing those stories, but yeah, I guess I'm doing. I guess I'm doing a lot. I didn't even cover the other stuff. I write for MLS, but that's not the this is not the, the place. <laughs> and, I, and I like writing on Beyond Women's Sports more anyway. So I like talking about that more.
0: Do you have anything you want to shout out before we end here today?
1: Shout out. Oh my gosh. Um, here's something cool. Here's a fun fact that I learned that I'm going to do some research on it and it fits into this podcast. Um, the Armenian national team um, their country in far like the far southeast of europe they're right up against iran and turkey so that's where they are they're like on the edge of the middle east their men's national team has been coming up and they're blah 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 competing blah blah but on the women's side they just played their first national league and national team match in over 10 years so they haven't had a professional national team women's team until now it's been 10 years since they've had one um And I found something cool from these uh, guys who run an Armenian podcast about sports, and it's all English, uh, about soccer exclusively. They spoke to one of the directors within the Armenian national team, and they require every men's team in Armenia to also have a professional women's team. That's a part of the agreement. You have to have a women's team professional if you want a men's team professional. Only country in the world where they do that. And they're looking now at USA and Europe and all these leagues around the world for women's soccer. And they're trying to develop their own nation to be a strong women's football nation. So if you ever um, want a scrappy international team to follow, uh, the Armenian national team. And I've been to Armenia. Um, it's It's a beautiful country and the people are amazing. And there's so much a sad history with the country that most people don't know about, but the people that come from there are just probably the most hospitable people I've ever met. So I will be rooting for them. But if you ever want to look into a a really cool story, look up the Armenian women's national team, and I think you won't be disappointed.
0: I'll have to look into that. Then I didn't I didn't know they had a team or that they went through all that. I just stuff. learned
1: that yesterday. I just learned that yesterday. Okay. I, I, I want to write about it. I want to reach out to them and do an article. I want to, I want to know more because it just sounds really awesome.
0: So it's time for my little spiel.
1: Spiel away.
0: Um, I, I like to preface that I, um it comes from my noggin. I don't write anything down. I, I don't like to script my shows. Like I'll have links that I'll look at, like I'll open stuff, but um, I don't, I don't do that. I'm not a professional. So it's going to be really fun. I, I try to go as fast as I can because uh, I'm 19 and I can do whatever I want to. A little yeah, at this
1: age, yeah, you can do whatever you want to at any point. So go for it. And you don't have to do it because I said, just do whatever you want.
0: Alrighty. So if you want to follow me on social media, guess what? You can, I'm on a lot of different places. Twitter and Facebook it's the same username it's wsm podcast because you can't have women sports matter as your um your what is it called your handle because that's mm-hmm. too damn long.
1: Uh,
0: Twitter hates me so I yeah. can't I can't have my full name.
1: We all hate Twitter too it's okay.
0: <laughs> um if you want to follow me on Instagram though you can it is Woman sports matter the best you know little handle that you can have and if you need a reason to follow me, I mean Billie Jean King followed me today. So I guess that means like if she is following me, you might as well follow too.
1: If you're like, oh, I don't know if I don't know if they're good enough for me to follow them. If Billie <laughs> Jean's following them, um you can follow them. <laughs> Come on.
0: Great point, Thomas. <laughs> anyway. I think it's a good idea if you guys um subscribe to this podcast, follow on Spotify, subscribe on Apple podcast, you know, I'm like, basically everywhere. So you might as well, like, give me a little rating on Apple podcast too. tell me how I'm doing. Any feedback is welcome, unless you're going to be a jerk. Then if you're going to do that, then just tweet me at that point. Honestly, no, that might be a little better option.
1: <laughs> well, we say you can be a jerk in the review. Just give five stars. You can say whatever you want about us. Just click the five stars and then you can insult us. That's, that's what we say idea. on our show. Yeah. But that's it. <laughs> if you hate me so bad, then give me five stars because that's the worst rating you can give.
0: I get a lot of resources down in the description. Um, Like we have a registered to vote link. If you're in the US, we have a find your legislator, which is like state and national representatives if you're in the u.s and also my favorite link vaccines.gov if you're not vaccinated yet you should get vaccinated because i don't know keep people safe keep yourself safe like your Mm -hmm. immune system is not that strong as as you think Mm -hmm. it is and um it's being required for a lot of different places like my school is requiring it so that's Mm -hmm. a thing I think you should get vaccinated. I'm not like pushing you like hey you need to get vaccinated. Like I think it's a good idea. Um enter your I'll, address I'll into <laughs> you. <laughs> enter your address into vaccines.gov. Um find where the nearest vaccination site is near you. It could be a Walgreens, could be a Rite Aid, could be a Walmart, It could be literally anywhere. Just type in your address and find out where the closest one is to you. It it it's not hurt like it doesn't hurt when you get the vaccine, like it's super easy. Doesn't take that long. So don't be an ass. Get the damn jab.
1: <laughs> jab it up.
0: Jab it up. <laughs> um, I think that's gonna be it for my little spiel. I think that's what I wanted to go over. Um, follow all the accounts that Thomas mentioned. Uh, obviously, follow me because like this is my show, and if you're not following me, that's a travesty. Mm-hmm. And Next week, since I already recorded this interview, um, next week we're going to be talking to Athletes Unlimited, uh, or I'm going to be talking to Athletes Unlimited softball player, Erica Piancelli, who is, um, captain of team Italy softball. And we talked about the Olympics and, um, her being a captain in the beginning of AU season two, um, just a lot of different topics. So I, I'm very excited for people to hear this interview. It was such a fun time. It's like an hour long. We just had such a great conversation. Um, so that's gonna be it for me. Thank you again so much for listening to another episode of the Women's source Matter Podcast. My name is Jonobel Castro and I'm your host. We'll see you next time with this awesome interview that I've done. Thank you again, Thomas, for coming on the show. Um, please go follow them, they do great stuff. Bam fam. <laughs> Love the bam oh fam.
1: Oh gosh, thank you. Um <laughs> Yeah, we don't do great stuff, but I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad to be part of this as being great stuff. So your great stuff will just make our not great stuff slightly better. So I appreciate you. Thank you for collaborating. This is fun.
0: Thank you guys for listening so much. Um, come tweet me or whatever. Like, I don't care. I want to interact with more people, more people that follow me on social. So please like reach out and uh, see you guys next time. That's all folks. Bye Bye.